You're listening to Joey's Totally Tech, your tech podcast. Do you get sick of those robocallers calling you? Or have you had a loved one who has been scammed by one of these scammers? Well, today we're going to talk about a genre of video streaming called scam baiting. You may have seen this from Kit Boga or Trilogy Media on YouTube or Twitch. We'll talk about this whole genre and about the possibilities of us getting into this too on Joey's Totally Tech. to the Joey's Totally Tech Podcast. I'm Joey Cagle. And I'm Antonio Guerra. And it's been way too long. And I know I said I was going to put out an episode March 1st. That didn't happen. We've had all sorts of stuff going on as far as our schedules and whatnot. I've actually had some web development work I've been doing. And I've got a client coming back possibly for maintenance work. So that's exciting for me. Yeah, I've been, uh, I mean, I've got a new job. I think I mentioned it last time we podcasted. I'm a loan servicer for One Main Financial. Right. So I get to work at home. It's nice. I have a nice comfy recliner. Like It's like a movie theater style leather recliner. It's so nice. nice. I'm actually sitting in it right now. So <laughs> Yeah. So that's going well. Oh, also, uh, Lisa and I went on vacation last week. We went to the Outer Banks here in North Carolina. Uh, for those who don't know... Nags Head, right? Hmm, yes, we went to Nags Head. And for those who don't know what the Outer Banks are, there's like barrier islands on the coast of North Carolina that, um, you know, keep the... Yeah, it's, uh, it's like on the northern tip, like near Virginia, so it's like... Kind yes. of like around the Norfolk Kitty Hawk area, right? Yeah, we were, um, yeah, we were kind of on the northern side of the um, Outer Banks for sure. It, it goes all from southern southern North Carolina to northern North Carolina, but I think a lot of people think of like Cape Hatteras, Nags Head, Kitty Hawk, yeah. Duck, you know, all that because uh, that's like the northern northern tip yes yeah. and that's like further away from the mainland like you go down to the southern part where like indian beach atlantic beach all that some people yeah. don't even consider that the outer banks i do but no, you know. I to, i've actually never i went to kitty hawk one time when mm-hmm. i was uh that was right after i graduated high school so that was 2003 god i'm old <laughs> but uh yeah, that's the closest I've ever been to the Outer Banks. So right. I don't really remember much. There was a there was a lot of refreshments we had at the beach that year. If you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, tonight, uh, I mean, I apologize for the March first episode not happening. I also apologize if I sound a little tired or worn out. I don't think I do, but I had a more intense Taekwondo 
uh, class session tonight than what I have had. Um, I guess it's I'm a little bit higher rank now than I was before. The workout is more intense, and the one white belt in class was actually younger, so she could handle the more intense workout than us older people, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm high yellow belt now, and there were like... Um, orange and i think a green belt and a red belt in class so it's like workout was a bit more intense than what i've been used to in the class so far but that's a good thing you gotta gotta push your body beyond the limits joe exactly i agree otherwise i would consider the school a mcdojo and it's definitely not a mcdojo so also a scam is what it would be if they did (laughs) increase that workout intensity you know so that does remind me. This is kind of a funny story. Uh, so I was listening to this podcast a couple of years ago. This comedian was on there. Mm-hmm. I forget who he was, but he was talking about like his whole family took Taekwondo together, like when he was growing up, right? Yeah. And in order to like get a black belt, you had to beat someone else who was a black belt in like I guess a fight or whatever. Right. What do you right. call it in Taekwondo? Mm-hmm. So yeah. when his mom went up to get her black belt, the sensei like made her fight the comedian who was her son. <laughs> wow. And he like and he like destroyed her and oh she got God. all mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not but, a good uh, idea. <laughs> so what well I think he was I think he was upset with her about something at the time. Oh god. I don't know. My Apparently opinion. she wasn't a very nice woman, but you no, know, that's just one person's opinion. I don't know if she is or not. Yeah. But I don't know, I just thought that was an interesting tidbit. All right. I would probably fail him, though, because that would probably be a misuse of Taekwondo if he's using it just because he, he was upset with her, you know? Well, I think the actually, well, the reason why I brought it up is actually was I think the Taekwondo dojo was like a scam because he oh. gave his mom, like, I guess he gave the mom like the black belt anyway. Oh, God. Well, you paid the I don't care. Here's your black belt kind of thing. So that's really the reason why I brought it up because of that part. Yeah. But. Gotcha. I thought the dude beating up his mom was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, that that's crazy. Uh, when I took Taekwondo as a kid, uh, for black belt, uh, you had to break, um, and I never got black belt as a kid, but you had to break a cement slab. Oh, wow. My mother did it. <laughs> I, I never did it. I, I got intimidated and left. <laughs> I was watching, I was actually, I was watching, uh, what is it, Karate Kid 2 the other day, yes. and they were showing the scene where he freaking chops the ice blocks in half. Right. I would find that easier than a cement slab. <laughs> I think it might be easier, yeah. Yeah. But, hey. Depends on the ice, though. If it's really hard, maybe not so easy. <laughs> maybe if it's like vanilla ice, I don't know. Vanilla ice. All right, but anyway, <laughs> we talked a bit about scams. Tonight's subject is scam baiting particularly scam baiting on like twitch and youtube you might have seen scam bait videos uh from like kick boga uh trilogy media um some others that i will mention here in the podcast it's something that i've been considering doing i don't really want to quit the podcast however i want to branch out and I might keep everything under the Joey's Totally Tech umbrella, but I want to maybe, like, try my hand at a little uh, scam baiting at some point. What what do you think, Antonio? 
I think it sounds like fun. Actually, I've done um, a little bit of scam baiting in my free time when I was oh. younger. <laughs> uh, you know, I usually like to, uh, you know, I, I, you know how you get those calls for like your, you know, homeowner warranty or your right. car warranty. I like to mess with those people and just kind of bring them along, go through their whole pitch and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess I've done a tiny bit uh, myself. Uh, Telemarketers, well, I don't know if they were scammers when I was a kid, but telemarketers would call and I would tell, they would ask for my parents. I'd tell the telemarketer that um, my parents were abducted by aliens and I don't know when they'd be back. And then now when I get those car warranty calls, um, I, I tell them, you know, I didn't, cause you know, I don't have a car. I take public transit. Right. And, um, I, I tell them, I didn't even know I had a car. Can you tell me what make and model my car is when they are asking me for the make and model and they hang up. So <laughs> the best is when you get those ones and they're like, Oh, like if you give us your credit card number, we can maybe, maybe get you another credit card with lower interest rate. Right. So I'll read them like my credit card number, but I'll mess up like the last digit. Yeah, and I'll read them again, but I'll rest. I'll mess up like a different digit this time. And yeah. after these like three or four times, they kind of get the hint. Or you can always go with the classic air horn. You ever do the air horn? You'd be like, "Hey, can you hear me? Okay." Trilogy Media has done that. <laughs> oh, air horn. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's good stuff. We might have to try that sometime. Um, yeah, uh, what I was gonna say something else, and it slipped my mind. But here we go. This is Joey's Totally Tech. Today's subject is scam baiting. So this is more of a discussion type thing. Antonio, feel free uh, to uh, join in if you'd like, um, of course, uh, make some comments, you know. If you want to read the next uh, bullet point on here, uh, go for it, you know. Um, actually, you want to start us off? Yeah, I mean, we can just kind of switch back and forth if you want. You know, we'll make it kind of natural. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's do it. All right. So, yeah, you could go for it. So, uh, scam baiting is actually a form of internet vigilantism, mm-hmm. though not quite as dangerous as real-life vigilantism. Uh, it's more targeted towards advanced free. Uh, sorry, it's more targeted towards advanced fee fraud, IRS scams, tech support scams, pension scams, and consumer financial fraud. Yeah, so basically, um, it's like the Green Arrow or Batman, but just doing everything like <laughs> just targeting scammers and not really attacking them physically nece- necessarily. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, though. So now the criminals, now they're hiding behind keyboards. Mm-hmm. So the, the vigilantes just have to follow suit, you know? Right. Definitely not quite as dangerous, though, if you if the scammers somehow find out where you are. There's a possibility something could happen. But most of these scammers are in a different country, and they're probably not going to go after you. That's, like, not worth it to them, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. the scam baiters, at least the ones I watch on uh, YouTube and Twitch, they pose as potential victims in order to waste the time and resources of the scammers. And they'll gather information oftentimes 
which is useful to authorities and uh, publicly expose the scammers as well. Uh, the tools and methods that the scammers use uh, may be documented, and scam baiters can warn potential victims. You can actually watch these videos on YouTube and learn how the scams work oftentimes, you know, because a lot of people are totally clueless about the scams. Um, in fact, I, I know uh, several times it's happened in the retail store that I work for. Uh, they, you know, those scams where you've got to buy those gift cards and stuff, you know, they yeah. want like two $500 gift cards or something. And they're talking on with someone on the phone at the same time. And it's typically an elderly person that's, um, that's coming through my line. And two or three times, um, in the past few months, I've been able to stop these people from getting scammed. But I feel bad for these people, you know, because they're so prone to being tricked into doing this kind of stuff, you know? And that's the sad thing about it. Like, it usually is the elderly that get preyed on the most. Yes. Just because, you know, you know, they may not be as tech savvy. They may not be all there cognitively. Could be any other, any number of reasons, oh, you know? right. Yes, exactly. So some scam baiters also disrupt scammers' devices and systems using remote access Trojans viruses. It can even take down fraudulent websites. Yeah, totally. I've seen, um, I think I've seen Kit Boga do this some with like uh, tech support scammers. And um, yeah. yeah, it's like he just put a virus on the tech support scammers computer. And Crazy. Uh, yeah, it's like, and then the scammer is freaking out. Of course, what I also commonly see is like just, uh, scam baiters wasting the scammers time by like they'll set up a virtual machine and put a linux distribution on there or even like an older operating system like windows 95 or ms dos or something so it's totally confused yeah. the scammer nice 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 so uh some scam baiters are actually motivated by a sense of civic duty some by their own amusement, and unfortunately, some are motivated by racism. 419 Eater, a scam baiting website, doesn't allow racism on their forums. So I guess you can say, like, uh, I don't know, not to be like too like typical, but a lot of times, uh, I know you mentioned it before, like, you know, um, a good tell can be if this person has like a foreign accent. So a lot of times that can be if you get a phone call from that from someone like that, Who's asking about your personal information? That could be a red flag. Yes, but um, that I mean, that, that at the same time, though, that's not a reason to specifically target, you know, people from those parts of the country. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And Trilogy Media even goes after scammers here in the U.S. with like their luxury homes and whatnot, you know, that are um, operating right here. You know, so it's not necessarily a uh safe just because it's u.s based you know it's, yeah yeah um so yeah i and it's easy to judge people with accents unfortunately because so many of them from are from like india or pakistan or i don't know how much uh nigerian scammers are um how prevalent they are these days 
you know? Yeah, the only the only Nigerian scam I remember hearing about was the Nigerian prince thing, where it's like, oh, hey, I'm this Nigerian prince, and I have all this money, but I can't get it to the yes, but I can deposit it into an account, and you're the lucky person. Right. It, it's been a while since I've heard a lot about that, though. I need yeah. to check my spam and see if there's anything like that. We might be able to get easily get some phone numbers there and scam bait them, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely for me, it's not racism. I think my motivation, if I were to do scam baiting myself, it would be because I'm tired of seeing people get scammed, first of all, especially since I work in retail. Uh, second yeah. of all, you know, um, and we'll talk about this in a bit. I'd like to get some of these people who are scammers out of scamming because, quite frankly, I mean, yes, there's the entertainment side of scam baiting, uh, but I would like to see some of them um, start living a better life and help them out where we could, you know? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And get them out of that and that that's not easy it's like uh trilogy media i'll talk a little bit more about that they they've actually been helping some get out of uh scamming and it's a risk because uh what they do is like they'll raise money to help them out and while the person for all you know could still be scamming you but they do a good job of making sure that they're not scamming and they're not lying about trying to get out of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, too. I think a lot of times, I mean, that's with most crimes, I think it's just a crime of convenience. It's like, right. hey, you know, I'm uh, I'm having a little trouble putting food on the table, but, mm-hmm. you know, well, I could go out and sell drugs and potentially get shot. Yeah. Or I can just mess around my computer and make a couple thousand bucks from some idiots on the Internet. Yeah. You know, I get it. Yeah. Well, not that that's an excuse, but... yeah. Yeah, a lot of these people are just trying to survive. It's their bosses that are really the true criminals, in my opinion. Yeah. So um, you have a couple of different types of uh, scam baiters. There's the written communication. I've actually done a little bit of this as well, (laughs) but didn't share it with anyone. But uh, scam baiters will answer scam emails using... uh, throwaway email accounts um you don't see this done so much on twitch and youtube but um there have been some people at ted talks talking about uh, this a bit so um if you want to check it out i'm sorry god if anyone wants to check it out you should easily be able to find it on youtube so (laughs) i know i've mentioned this in the past but like i'll get um scam emails all the time just in my regular email box i'm in my spam folder and it'll say like oh paypal is from netflix it's from you know citibank or whatever right and it'll say like here if you click on this link and you're something's wrong with your account put it on your information Mm -hmm. but a lot of times like you know with most modern you know email servers um they just give you like a the nickname it doesn't give you the actual email address so like if i email you it's not going to say Tone Guerra 85 at yahoo.com it'll say Antonio Guerra. So yeah. these scammers, they choose a nickname that's, you know, PayPal, Apple, whatever. But if you click on the actual nickname, it'll show just a series of like random letters and numbers at gmail.com. And I guarantee you, the fraud department at Citibank does not use a Gmail account for right. their they services. They don't, so. yeah. 
Exactly. And a lot of those are phishing scams, too. And sadly, I don't know if anyone's even going to reply if you reply to a lot of those phishing scams. I could be wrong. I haven't tried that when it comes to I actually, scams. don't you remember a couple weeks ago, I got hit with a phishing scam on Facebook. Like right, someone, yes. Someone I hadn't talked to in a while, I just got a message from them, and I clicked on it, I'm like, oh, I gotta log into Facebook. And then they had my info, and yeah. everyone I knew, I got like 50 messages that they're like, hey, I think you got, I think you got hacked. Like, yeah, I got it, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose that's kind of like a phishing scam in warm all-in-one, so it's like you can't easily get to the original creator of that, you know, it's just going around, you know? And fortunately I, I I have my own personal policy not to click on a video unless, um, I, someone can tell me what it's all about, you know? Well, I mean, I should have known because it's some guy like I knew from high school that I haven't, I never talked to on. Like, I'll post comics occasionally here and there on his posts, but mm-hmm. you know, we we're not like friends or any. I mean, you know, we were friends back in high school, but like I said, I haven't seen the dude in like twenty years. So, right. Well, I mean, I've done the same thing. I'm a tech savvy guy, but I received an email um, from a client one time, and I was kind of uh, hoping and expecting some new work from. Uh, this person you know and it's like some sort of documents or whatever for a project i open it and apparently it was some type of uh worm or something and suddenly it emails all the people on my contact list on gmail and yeah it just went around like crazy and so i had to email everyone on my contact list and tell them what was going on not to open that if they had not opened it yet and uh you know just apologize even a tech savvy guy like me could be folded to doing some things you know oh yeah i mean some you just let your guard down sometimes and yes. it, ha- it happens to the best of us you know yeah, exactly and at least you didn't you know give your social security number to you know some some bozo that's gonna seal your identity so. right yeah um, so yeah, the ones that, uh, we mainly want to talk about though, as far as scam baiters though, more audio visual. So we're talking about Twitch and YouTube, uh, really popular one, uh, Kit Boga. He uses a vocal transformer. Um, I think he uses the Roland VT3, if I remember correctly. There's also the Roland VT4, um, and he changes his voice, um, like one of his popular characters is a grandma named Edna and uh she'll call up all these scammers and um you know just she'll go off on tangents because like I said I'm sure the scammers they love to prey on the elderly so and she'll go off on all these tangents and stuff and then um like uh, one of the gift card scams are example It'll, it'll be like fake gift cards and stuff and um she'll start redeeming them wherever like let's say google play gift card she'll start redeeming them on google play herself and the scammer freaks out you know (laughs) yeah it's amazing so uh kiboga may be the most well-known twitch and youtube scam baiter others include trilogy media irl rosie renoa poison and scammer payback Trilogy Media sometimes has collaborations with other scam bearers as well. Uh, we've seen Kiboga and IRL Rosie make appearances on Trilogy Media. Yeah. Um, 
I should have said, I've seen it. I don't know if you have seen it yet, but you know. But hey, <laughs> uh, it's really cool. I have not really watched the one with Kit Boga yet, but I've seen, actually, um, I was introduced to IRL Rosie through a trilogy media uh, video. And she does, one of the things she'll do is sound like Amazon Alexa sometimes talking to the scammers. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty freaking awesome. I, I love it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing about I like about scam baiting though. It's like it's kind of like a prank call, mm-hmm. but it's like it's like a good version of a prank call. Right. You're not causing a harm to a person. You're causing someone who's meaning to do harm to someone else harm. You know? So. Yeah. Um. You know who else uh, used to do a little bit of what we know as scam baiting now? But back then, it, he just considered a prank call. Um. He's a tech YouTuber, a uh, Theo Joe. He used to make joke, yeah. He used to make joke videos, but you wouldn't believe how many uh, people actually believed his jokes, like how to get free Wi-Fi or um, <laughs> the one that w- r- r- he really went over the edge with uh, was how to get um, paid for doing nothing. And you had to write a letter to the president, which at that time was President Obama, saying, yeah. I exist, therefore, uh, I deserve to get paid however much money. I can't remember now. You'd have to look it up. I, I might share the video with you at some point. I mean, that's that's um, a theory behind universal basic yeah. income, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, not exactly, because a universal basic income, it's a story for another time but i'll just explain it quickly at least the way andrew yang was thinking about a thousand a month that's just like enough to get by but not enough to be comfortable you know yeah (laughs) yeah if it's done the right way you know um but back to scam baiting um yeah he um he did a few prank calls on his uh youtube channel and um, one of them was one of these Nigerian... Actually, I think they were both Nigerian uh, scammers. One of them, he was claiming to be a guy on the International Space Station. <laughs> um, and the other one, he was like uh, some Nazi guy <laughs> in Germany. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was funny. I'll have to share those videos with you, man. So, so yeah, I guess those were earlier scam baited videos, and I don't think that term had uh, caught on yet. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So, um, let's see. Kit Boga is also notable for making a uh, fake bank websites and other fake websites as well. And yeah. as I mentioned before, pretending to purchase uh, gift cards like Google Play cards. Um, He'd pretend to redeem gift cards to enrage the scammers. And um, <laughs> he he uh, started his scam baiting career in uh, mid-2017 after finding his grandmother was a victim of many of these types of scams. Um, and like we said, they, they prey on the elderly particularly. I mean, they'll prey on anyone they can get to believe. But the elderly, they're like one of the most... I hate to say the word gullible because it sounds insulting, but probably one of the most well, vulnerable. It's not that they're more gullible. It's just that they're more, 
they're just not as you know aware of the dangers out there yeah, as far not- as like hey you shouldn't give your information to people on that on the uh telephone that just call you up randomly right yes i think that's a better way to put it they're not as aware of what's going on and um even even people who aren't elderly like i said they they could yeah. fall uh victim to this as well well also too you could also have like you know the uh the the not so wealthy you know if someone who's maybe especially right now you know between covid-19 and we just had those winter storms in Texas last month. You know, a lot of people, they're really in dire financial straits. And, you know, it's people like that, too, who are like, oh, well, if I give this person my information, he may be able to, you know, hook me up with some money. You yeah. know, people like that, too, are also vulnerable. Yeah. So I think I'll take this next bullet point, too, because we're st- because I'm still talking about Kit Boga here. Uh, beyond yeah, yeah. playing Edna, which Edna is probably the most popular character he plays. Um he also has other characters. There's a, a valley girl named Nevea, or that's heaven backwards. Um, an elderly man named Billy Mays, and um, he is that the OxyClean guy? Yeah, exactly. He just took that name from the OxyClean guy, and I guess he's an elderly man now. And then um, some of my favorites are when he's a competing technical support scammer named Daniel. So he'll so he'll do two characters at one time. He'll be the person who's uh, supposed to be the victim, and then he'll also be a competing scammer who comes in after the first scammer is contacted. <laughs> and it's crazy. And the the first scammer starts freaking out, you know. And he's like, hang up the phone, hang up the phone, disconnect the call, you know? <laughs> it's, that reminds crazy. me of, uh, this isn't really a scam baiting, but it was more like a prank call. Yeah. It was like, uh, I guess this guy called like a Chinese takeout restaurant and he had this huge long order, you know, just all this different mm-hmm. stuff. It's like a hundred dollar order. Okay. Yeah. And he puts the guy on hold. Right. Mm-hmm. So then he, he calls another Chinese takeout place. And he puts them on hold. And then he brings the first place off hold. He's like, excuse me, could you repeat my order for me really quick? And he then he brings the other guy off a hold. So then the one Chinese restaurant is like reading the order to the other Chinese restaurant. But he thinks the other guy's trying to make an order. So it's just this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just reminded of a few, uh, a couple of situations right now. Um I get a lot of calls from someone I assume is a scammer claiming to be from Spectrum, you know, the internet and cable service provider here in Charlotte. And, you know, there is someone sounds like they're from India or Pakistan. If you call the number back that uh, they call from, you get someone totally different and it's not them. It's like they're spoofing the call. But uh, yeah, so I figured that's got to be a scam there, you know. It's um, better safe than sorry, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, also, Lisa one time got some sort of similar call. Um, probably not. It wasn't from Spectrum. I can't remember who it was. Um, she asked them not to call again, and guess what they did? They called again. They called again, and she's like. Could you please stop calling? First time they said they'd stop calling, uh, by the way. And um, 
the guy was like, I'm sorry, I cannot stop calling, ma'am. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's creepy. Well, that's also a good sign that it's a scam just because, yeah. like, most, you know, most organizations that, you know, they call people, you know, cold call people. Yeah. There, there's, like, FCC regulations in place. Like, like I like I told you, I'm a, I work from home now as a loan servicer. Mm-hmm. But the way it is, like, I'm only allowed to contact, you know, a person a certain amount of times a day. And then, you know, if I make contact with them that one day, then I'm not allowed to contact them for the rest of the day. But then, you know, if certain things happen, I'm not allowed to contact them for five days. But And the biggest thing is, though, it's like if someone tells you, do not contact me again. Legally, we're not allowed to. It's, right. like, it's like a it's like a violation. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's FCC, but it's like a you know uh, what is it FDCIA whatever the I, financial I one. Um, one yeah. other thing. Um, a lot of these scammers. Okay, so when a normal professional calls you, you do not expect them. I mean, what happens if they say if a normal professional person who's on the up and up says you sir if they say fudge you sir uh i'd probably you know what remember i told you about when i was doing the credit curve thing where i was switching the numbers yes after like the third or fourth time did you start cussing me out like hey f you f this f your mom like okay Uh buddy (laughs) yeah but in a normal professional environment what's going to happen to that person who does that well they probably get fired (laughs) most likely yeah you know what these scammers often say when they're irritated by these uh, scam baiters? What's that? F*** you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, whatever. You know, it's just... that <laughs> They just are willing to act totally unprofessional, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess they don't have, you know, quite the level of uh, professionalism... On, in the scam offices they do in other places. <laughs> right. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about um, some uh, channels like Trilogy Media actually helping people get uh, out of uh, the whole scamming business. Yeah, so one of the interesting things I thought was that uh, Trilogy Media has videos where they have actually helped scammers get out of their call centers and move into a better, more legitimate way of living. Most notable are their videos about a scammer they named Marquisimo, not his real name for privacy and safety reasons, but they helped him move to another town, find work, and ultimately start, and ultimately start his own printing business. Since the pandemic started, Marquisimo couldn't leave his village, so he bought chickens, built a chicken coop, and is growing vegetables in his garden, which he can sell for some income. He has also considered doing scam baiting videos. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that's a cool thing. I think that's the thing people, a lot of people don't uh, keep in mind as far as like, you know, the criminal element. At the end of the day, there's people like me and you. Like, there's very rarely will you find like true evil in this world. Right. Like, most, uh, most criminals, you know, like I said again, this isn't an excuse. You know, we have, a, we live in a society and as such, you know, people are expected to behave a certain way. But, you know, when your back is against the wall and sometimes people do things that they're not proud of mm-hmm. and they cross certain lines that they wouldn't cross given different situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, it's tough to say like, oh, well, you know, I got three kids at home and I'm a single parent and, you know, my two jobs are barely keeping a roof over my head. Now there's a freaking pandemic. And I'm losing hours. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. And like I said, that's not an excuse, but that's just the mentality that these people have. It's just like, 
I have no other choice. Like I'm trying to do the right thing. I go to work every day. You know, I bust my hump. I come home, and it's not enough. You know, and I get government assistance, and it's not enough. Mm-hmm. And you know, I want to be able to you know do nice things with my kids. I don't want them to have to sit at home all day looking at YouTube. I want to take them out to do this, this and that. And I said that's them. I mean, that's what drives people to you know commit crimes. So. Right. And don't, don't be wrong too. There's people out there. And it's they it, they just get off on it. It's just like, oh man, I just tricked this person to give me a thousand dollars in their in their social security number. I'm so cool. So yeah. So um, as far as scam baiting goes, so three questions that I'd like to ask, and you know we can discuss it here. Um, first of all, is this a good or smart idea? And let's uh, take two. Uh, uh, ways to go about this uh, 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 first. One, never really personally confronting them. And then number two, Trilogy Media has done videos where they have personally confronted scammers in real life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess because the internet, you never know out there. Mm -hmm. You you might think it's just some, you know, dweeby guy in his mom's basement. But it could, it could be some dangerous individual. You don't know that. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the thing about the criminal element. You don't really know what's going on. Like, you know, just because, you know, if you go to the park and you buy a little bit of weed from somebody, you don't know what else he's selling. He could be selling anything. He could be involved with anything, you yeah. know, or his, you know, he could be involved with people that are involved with anything. Yeah. That's one thing you do have to keep in mind when you're doing like videos like this where you're, you got to be very, very careful. Right. It's probably going to be a good idea to use a VPN, uh, to protect your privacy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and you have have to keep in mind a V uh, a VPN is not 100% foolproof, you know? No, it is not. (laughs) Yeah. So you gotta be pretty careful. I know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I know very few things in this world that are 100% foolproof. Right. There's no, there's no process or mechanism that I've ever heard of that does not, you know, malfunction at some point in time. So Yeah, exactly. Um, how much good does this do for the scammer? Obviously, in most cases, it wastes their time. But uh, yeah. sometimes the person wants out, as we mentioned already. That's the thing I mentioned too. Like I said, it's uh, you know, when you have people that are you know committing crimes such as these, like I said, a lot of these people they're they feel they feel like this is the only shot that they have to you know change their personal situation, and you know a lot of times that's not true. But you know, there's different factors in play as to why people think those things. We don't need to get into that yeah. here. But I feel like if you you know if you can nudge someone in the right direction that's all good you know yeah you may just be wasting this person's time but hey maybe you're like the seventh person that did that to him today and he says you know what i'm doing this i'm a freaking i'm gonna go mop floors at mcdonald's and then you know whatever happens happens at that point and don't be wrong i'm sure mopping floors at mcdonald's isn't a super glamorous job but hey at least it's honest work right yeah exactly and you know how many times um you know kit boga being one of the biggest scam baiters out there you know how many times uh, someone else uh, did scam baiting and the scammer thought it was Kit Boga? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so I've seen several times like on YouTube when I've watched these scam bait videos, it's like the scammer thinks it's Kit Boga when it's someone else. Well, that's uh, 
I guess that means you're doing something right. <laughs> right. And then the final question is, how much good does this do for potential victims? Uh, I mean, honestly, I think the, the good for the victims is, I mean, as far as raising awareness as to what these different scams are and, you know, different tactics that these scammers are using, I think that's awesome. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Now, as far as, like, stopping scamming, I mean, you're never going to be able to stop crime. You know what yeah, I'm they're, saying? They're always going to come up with new crime. ideas. Because the thing is, we have a war on crime, but, you know, the criminals, they have a war on the law. Like, you know, they're yeah. trying to do their thing, and we're trying to do our thing. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of like where these two things uh, smash together. But, yeah. like I said, no matter what you do, you're never going to get rid of yeah. crime. No, no crime at all. You're never going to get rid of people robbing each other you're not getting rid of drug dealers you're not going to get rid of prostitution right you're not getting rid of telephone scammers it's just not going to happen yeah the lid's already you can't put that genie back in the bottle the 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 information and the processes to do these are too readily available and there's just enough people out there with just loose enough morals that are willing to Mm -hmm. you know like i said cross those lines that you and i you know potentially aren't willing to cross yeah some fee- some people will just find it to be really easy money and quick you know and if they can hire people for their call centers you know and get them mm-hmm. to scam people you know they don't care if uh someone's getting hurt you know yeah hey someone's getting paid that's all it's important yeah right? yeah the the boss just wants to get that money and you know Never worry about it again. Well, they have a lot of very important steak dinners to buy, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's, of course, very illegal, you know? So Yes, yeah. Yes. Uh, so if you're thinking about scamming people out there, don't do it, please. After this message, we'll be going to our current events for the week. Stay tuned. you like the music and sound effects we're using on the Joey's Totally Tech podcast? Well, we get the licensing for this music through Epidemic Sound. If you're a content creator creating video on YouTube or other social media platforms, or a fellow podcaster, visit bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. That's bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. And you can sign up for a subscription for as little as $15 per month. They have a wide variety of genres of music, as well as sound effects you can incorporate into your content. You don't have to pay royalties, you just pay the monthly subscription fee. Or you can also buy lifetime licenses to particular tunes and effects too. So if you want to use some fresh music and help support this podcast too, check out bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic and sign up for Epidemic Sound today.
Welcome back to the Joey's Totally Tech Podcast. It's time to talk about the current events. Uh, first of all, a wild experiment inches us closer to exploring extra dimensions. Ooh, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? Pretty wild stuff. Yes. Scientists in Austria managed to measure the smallest gravitational field on record. This team demonstrated gravitational coupling between two gold spheres, which measured around two millimeters across. This required high precision to conduct the test. The results may lead to the development of a sensor which can detect these small forces. And I'm now thinking we're looking at a subatomic realm or microverse like what's in Marvel Comics or Marvel uh, Studios movies. You know, oh, you mean the one where sometimes you <laughs> age rapidly, but sometimes you don't? <laughs> no, no, I was thinking more like Ant-Man, but I mean, I guess, yeah. Yeah, well, no, like an Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, um, yeah, like Ant-Man, like Ant-Man went into the subatomic realm and then in um, Endgame, it felt like five minutes to him, but he came out of it. Yeah, so I guess he didn't really age any. And then, um, what was it? Yeah. You know, Hank's um, wife, I forgot yes, her name. Yeah. But um, she was stuck in there for, I don't know, like 20, 30 years. Yes. But, you know, it should have been 20, 30 hours, but mm -hmm. she came out old. Yeah. <laughs> or older, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I guess the subatomic realm, at least in the Marvel movies, it, it can do weird things, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, you can travel back in time. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and they figured that much out. Apparently, <laughs> yes. We we don't know if it works that way in real life, but you it, know. It, pro it probably does it if I had to guess. But yeah. hey, I know nothing about subatomic particles or yes. nothing like that. So, I mean, if it does work that way in real life, that w would be pretty amazing. Yeah, I guess. All right. As long as long as all the theories about time travel are true. Right, like as far as like paradoxes and like, hey, you can't go back in time. Like, as long as it's not like Back to the Future, where you can be like, oh, I got an almanac from the future, and I'll go back and become super rich. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? All right, so uh, on to my story. Scientists link brain waves to certain thought processes. So, a recent study has shown that patterns of electrical activity in the brain track different types of thoughts. Neuroscientists are just starting to link brain activity to internal experiences, such as thoughts. It has been found that these that there are specific signatures associated with different types of internal thought processes. This new finding is bringing neuroscientists closer to identifying and understanding how the brain be behaves during these thought processes. One such neuroscientist named Julia Cam was interested in learning whether certain patterns of activity in the brain might be linked to those different types of thoughts. While she was working for UC Berkeley, Cam conducted a study where 39 individuals were made to don a cap with brainwave sensors attached. She had each participant look at a computer screen and show them a series of either right or left pointing arrows and had them press the corresponding key on the keyboard. At the end of each block of arrow matching series, researchers asked the participants what their thoughts were as they completed the task. They looked for patterns in the brain activity that matched with the reported thought type. When the researchers matched up specific thought types to specific blocks of brain activity, they found a clear connection. The team had picked up a clear signal for brain activity that links to how thoughts flow. 
This study also showed how the brain reacts when our thoughts jump from one subject to another. Freely moving thoughts such as these may be the key to creative problem solving. Cam's team also looked at whether or not the thoughts of the participants had been related to the arrow matching activity. They also researched whether their thoughts were free-flowing or more focused. The study found that sometimes participants focus on the task during some blocks, but not others. They also learned that people's thoughts wandered freely about as often as they were focused. So I guess according to this one study, you know, uh, on average, most people, well, I mean, that's not a very, that's not a super large sample size, 39 people, but this study would suggest that, you know, people have free flowing thoughts about as much as they have focused thoughts. Yeah. It's at least when they're printing buttons on a computer while looking at images. So, right. Yeah. But, uh, so this article was interesting to me just because, uh, I've always had an interest in, just kind of like how the brain works, you know? Right, right. And I think that one of the most interesting things about just the world we live in today, and, you know, in a lot of ways it's scary because, you know, the information can be used for, you know, a quote-unquote unscrupulous purposes. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really interesting how we've kind of figured out, like, what makes us tick as far as, like, you know, how how to influence people to do certain things. And, you know, obviously that's, uh, you know, you know, it's used by like the media and things like that, to, you know, obviously generate money, but mm-hmm. not even that just like, there's just so much information out there about like social engineering and, you know, just, you know, how to talk to certain people with certain personality types in order to elicit certain responses. Right. And, you know, I just think that whole area of study is just really interesting to me. Yeah, definitely. So. I'd like to, um, see what they would find like in regards to like, people with autism versus uh neurotypicals as far as the study goes because you know oh, yeah. uh, people with autism oftentimes tend to be like hyper focused on certain subjects um, yeah you know um sometimes i mean they can just come up with something randomly like just randomly change the subject to me being on the spectrum myself and another yeah. friend of yeah. mine as well it's like we can totally change the subject to something totally different. And people are like, what the heck, man? <laughs> you know, but, um, that's like the story of my life. Bro. Yeah. Like I told you, like I've, I've, I've never been like, you know, diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure falls somewhere on the, on the spectrum. Yeah. I'm kind of leaning like Asperger's kind of right. But right. yeah, a lot of my life, like I'll have you having a conversation with someone and then my mind will just go somewhere else and be like, I don't mean to cut you off, but that reminds me of something really interesting. Yeah, I just tell this completely unrelated story uh, right in the middle of what they're talking about. And then, you know, I'll be like, okay, go ahead and finish what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it'd be really interesting to have that in um, like future studies to see uh, what those thought patterns are like. Um, I'd have to say it's like probably <laughs> like more extreme, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, not even that. I mean, it's just probably different. Like I said, yeah, you know, you have people sure. with, with, you know, atypical neurological functions. It would stand to reason that their brainwaves to, to potentially be atypical as well. So. Right, right. Yeah. Um, that's pretty fascinating, though. Um, that's a really cool story there. So this has been Joey Cagle. And Antonio Guerra. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh Hopefully, this will be out Monday. And don't worry, we're not going away. We're talking about possibly doing scam baiting. 
uh, ourselves, but I, I haven't decided for sure on anything. But Antonio and I have been talking about a little bit. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Um, call uh, 980. Gosh, I'm sorry. It's been a while since I've uh, mentioned the n- number. So well, you can remember the tech line for like four weeks in a row. I know, and. Um, I just haven't repeated it lately because, you know, I've been on vacation and everything, and I don't repeat it every day. 980-999-0835. That's 980-999-0-T-E-K. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Later. Later. Thank you to our exclusive subscribers, Laura Lassiter and Beth Warhan. As exclusive subscribers, you are considered executive producers of this podcast. Thank you for your support. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, check out joeystotallytech.com slash exclusive. You'll get ad-free episodes, full interviews, bonus content, and more. That's joeystotallytech.com slash exclusive.